The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. It's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Last week of the season, the leaves are turning. It's a very weird feeling because it feels like the season just started and it had like so much weird shit. But like the next time we talk, it'll be the playoffs. That's really weird. Once it starts to get cooler, we start thinking about playoff matches. You know, my biological clock really <laughs> feels that, and, and we know that we're turning here. Yeah. It's... uh. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's such a weird season to be kind of like coming to an end. And I didn't think, I mean, I thought for so long, no way we got here. Like, no way. I didn't think the players would be disciplined enough. And I know there have been some teams who didn't play enough games or, you know, had big gaps in games, whatever the case may be. Like, I, I think St. Louis is still going to, like, fall short of games. So, but, like, you know, they're not the last seed. Uh, but I didn't think the players were going to step up the way they did in order to like be safe. Yeah, and I went with the blind faith theory, the blind faith strategy, and it worked out beautifully. So I'll use that again next year if we need to. Yeah, it happens again. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy, and it's been, you know, we had we had a good week, man. It's been fun to watch baseball. Like the end of it, there's been some really frustrating times, and I think what they've done, like you know, obviously it's not intentional. But in a 162-game season, you have, like, the waves of the season. And uh, because it's been so short, they just made the waves bigger. Like, it's, like, such a low, such a high. Like, we got everything of the season just 
mashed together. Yeah, it was just three three different seasons. We came out, we dominated, then we sucked, and now we're dominating again. And it seems like the past couple of Yankee seasons have gone the same way. You come in, it's like we're loaded, we're ready, no one can stop us. Then you get to the middle and everybody's injured. You're like, these guys aren't tough. They don't have it. And then in September, you're like, oh, the boys are getting healthy. We could really win this thing. And, and that's where we are right now. So now we hope we got to just hope that we don't end up where we always end up in the situation, which is like, ah, we should have had another three pitchers. <laughs> and it's going to be tough without the off days. I've been reading articles, you know, all day about how different World Series teams, whether they only use three pitchers or the Giants use Madison Bumgarner for, I think, 50% of their games or something the year yeah. they won. And you're not going to be able to do that this year. No. Or who knows? I mean, we're paying Cole a lot of fucking money. We are. You got to think three days rest is in play, at least for the DS. And we'll go over all the different rounds and how that's going to shake out. But for, for $36 million, they might have to ask him to, to suck it up. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're not going to recap like the week in Yankees baseball, but we kept rattling off wins. We did exactly what we had said two weeks ago, you know, steal one in Toronto and then just start rolling. And they did all the way through Boston. Yeah, we lost on Sunday. It looked bad. Yeah, Monday we kind of looked flat. But, you know, not the end of the world. We're still positive vibes. We're still a positive vibes organization. When you win nine in a row, you can afford a couple of losses. And that Blue Jay series at home specifically, that was a beatdown. I think they scored over 50 runs. I mean, that was just an absolute 53. massacre. Was that what it was? 53 to 15. Ooh, and I, I lost track of how many homers we hit. Like, they just kept hitting bomb after bomb. And after that nightmare series that we had up in Buffalo the week before, it felt really good to just take it to those guys. Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of, like, ego to playing these teams. So, like, when we play the Red Sox, it's, like, it's gutter war. Fuck you guys. But we'll, And now... Tampa's transitioning to that into like this is a real fight but the Blue Jays are still little brother like they're still a bunch of young kids still haven't done shit yeah you made the playoffs a couple years ago because you traded for David Wright and Troy Tulowitzki like you guys are a totally different team totally you know you you haven't won shit you're nobody you make us go to fucking Buffalo you know there are all these things that like we just make up as like as Yankee fans New Yorkers just like Fuck you. That um, it felt good. It felt good to just like come back, have Voight just like you know they come into the Bronx, Voight's gonna pop off or two. That's a that's good clean fun. It was, and the Blue Jays aren't a complete team like we are. They have some sexy pieces. They have Vlad Jr., they have Bichette, they have Grichik, but they don't have a full bullpen. They don't have a full rotation that's effective. That is a team that the Yankees should take two of three from every single time. So it was, like I said, nice to beat them down. And their their beat writers and announcers were talking about the stadium dimensions, and this wouldn't have been – bro, those balls were 500, 600 feet. Those were home runs anywhere. So stop crying about the dimensions. Like everyone plays on the same field. I'm so sick of it, the blaming the dimensions as if they don't get to hit with the same dimensions. Like, it is the laziest, most crybaby excuse, and it's just so lazy, and it bothers the shit out of me when opposing teams come in here and get their asses kicked and they blame the stadium. Yeah, no, it's, like, it is what it is. I don't know, don't, ha- I mean, don't bring Jay Happen to pitch in that stadium. I mean, we, 
I mean, I think we make it pretty fair. We have Jay Happ on our team. <laughs> yes. It's a nice equalizer. Although he's, I mean, he's doing Happ. He's he's doing the thing that tricks people into giving him $17 million a year. Well, it's coming up on money time, and he knows that that, that option is not going to vest, so now he's nope. auditioning for, for next year, and he's he's drawing me back in, which I'm so upset about, but now he's going to get a playoff start, and I'm very worried that it's going to be 2018 ALDS all, all over again because he pitched great down the stretch in 18 before he got bombed in that playoff. Yeah, but I um, – I don't know. I mean, he's a veteran, and since like we don't have Paxton, uh, so you're looking at Cole Tanaka, and then you've got the young guys, and like the young guys have been very good. There's been some rough, you know, rough outings, rough innings here and there. They've been very good, but I don't know. I mean, we we threw Sevy out there as a young guy, and he fucking pissed down his leg. So maybe having Hap you know, starting game three isn't a terrible idea. Considering that we lost Severino and Paxton and, and we're still sitting here with a fighting chance, that's pretty good. We lost our number two starter and our number three starter, and we're still sitting here with a chance to win it all. Most teams would just be cooked if that happened to them, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it it is a credit to what Brian Cashman has done. And but you know I still contend that we need to see these young guys like really do something, you know you know like give me a season kind of thing, and um, until we get there, it's not like the job was done until we won World Series. The the job's not done, but he's done a good job of making sure that we have enough to to get to the playoffs. We just can't become a fan base that becomes complacent in that. Yeah, and people were like celebrating making the playoffs in an eight team. <laughs> playoff it's like yeah, yeah that is not even close i saw to that even like tweeted by the team and i was like why are we what are we talking yeah, about it's, here it's, it's embarrassing they were they were toasting champagne i think that's weak and i used to Who toasted champagne the, the players did oh i didn't see that yeah in the lobby and, and i'm a guy who normally for a 162 game season there's burnout and once you get to september and they're about to clinch i usually buy champagne and and pop it when they win just because it's almost to reward myself for sitting through every single game for six months and kind of reward that grind. But this year, since we didn't have that and there's an expanded playoff, I felt I had to eliminate that from my routine. You do an at-home champagne for the playoffs? Yes, whenever whenever they're about to clinch and it's September 20th, September 21st, I just get my own bottle, I pop it, and I have a few glasses, and, and that's it. Just kind of a way to reward myself. Oh, I, uh, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised by this at all. <laughs> like, none of that should surprise me. It's a grind, man. You got it, and it's hard. And well, it used to be. I used to tell myself, "Look, it's hard to make the playoffs. You never know yeah. if you're going to get back over 162." And I started doing this before the expanded wild card. Like it used to actually be hard. Yeah, I mean, this now, year now it's, it's kind of muddy. That to not make the playoffs is a joke. You know, like anyone who doesn't make the playoffs, you really have to be embarrassed by yourself. Yeah, and that's what it's going to be moving forward because it sounds like the other day Manfred said, you know, the owners love it, shocker, because they're making more money, that they're going to go to this probably permanently. And it's definitely sad to think about that obviously we're going to make the playoffs every year now, but it's not going to have that same exciting feeling as it used to be that you really earned it. Yeah, and I think the the playoff pool of money will grow though, because they're not getting this extra round without giving the players some of that money. So it does. I don't know if it's a, 
I don't know how how they can like sell this, but if you're a team that consistently makes the playoffs, you you know it's like hey you're going to make this extra money. That's not just the fifty grand we get from attendance. Like there's another billion dollars in TV money that we're divvying up. So like there's real money there to be made. So I I don't know. I am not a fan of the eight. Outside of this season, for this season I get it. Outside of it, I'm not. But I reserve the right to change my mind based on what I see, like coming up. Yeah, as with everything, and you got to think for next year, you have to reward the one seed and the two seed and, and give them something. Whether it's picking the opponent, whether it's giving them a buy, like it can't just be what it is right now because there's no incentive for anybody to really try. I mean, home field in the only you know, but. You still have home field, yeah. If you're the four, so yeah. And, and, on, and honestly, it's almost better. Imagine if we had the one. We were the one seed right now. We'd be complaining. We don't get any advantage. We we got screwed. Now it's like, oh, we'll probably be the five, and we're in a decent spot. So it's hard for us to sit here and complain. About we the do have a player. path. We have a path to the four seed. We do. We're what? We're one and a half back going into tonight. And I think, but the Twins play the Tigers for three. That's going to be. So, but the Twins play the Tigers. They've got two more games against them. Twins play the Tigers, who just had their manager retire. Garden Hire just retired. So someone's in there on an audition. You become kind of a joke when your manager just goes like, ah, you know what? I'd rather do nothing than do this job. And obviously there is stuff with COVID and, you know, he talked all about it at play. But like. That just that those feel like trap games. Like that, feel, you can lose one or two of those games easily if you're the Twins, and then they're playing the Reds, who are in the playoffs, but fighting for and like a team that needs to build momentum. Yeah, I think the Reds are the seventh seed right now, and hopefully they're throwing out Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer and Luis Castillo and their studs this weekend. But I honestly don't think it makes that much of a difference. With Minnesota, if it was any other team, I would be you know pounding the drum here for home field advantage. But I just can't. We've never lost to Minnesota in the Metrodome, at this new stadium, at the old Yankee Stadium, at our new Yankee Stadium. We've never lost to them ever, and we've eliminated them six times in in like fifteen years. So it's physically impossible for me to be scared of them in any way, whether we're playing on the moon or at home. Yeah, no, and I don't really care where we play them, but. If we get to play them at home, like, if we come back to get that, you know, if it keeps the keeps the boys motivated, you got to keep them fighting, let's not get complacent, every game matters, and ride that into the playoffs, whereas, I don't know, if you're in a top four spot, I feel like you're kind of just saying, yeah, like, let's, you know, let's get our uh, rotation in order and things like that that aren't going out and just trying to win baseball games. Yeah, and we're kind of in that in-between spot where we pretty much know where we're going to be and we can kind of line up the rotation the way we want, but we still have guys that are coming back that need to get ramped up, that need to go balls to the wall, like Judge, Stan, Torres, they all need at-bats. But at the same time, we also don't need to go throw Cole on Saturday, have him throw 120 pitches just to make the playoffs either. So we're kind of in the middle. Yeah, exactly. We have, you know, we could skip Cole. You could put Cole out there as like an opener and just, you know, let him get his side work, like, in a game, which is better than anyone else's side work, and, and just see what we got. But 
when you look at some of the teams, like, you know, Minnesota, they've got guys who've been to the playoffs. So it's not, like, totally new. But you got the White Sox. I mean, the White Sox are the two seed. These guys have – they have no idea what they're doing. And I'm not scared of them at all. When you're in a comfortable position like that, though, I mean, in theory, they could get caught by the Twins. They're not that far behind. So there's still some shuffling of the deck that could happen this week. There is, and even with no fans, a lot of these young teams, you mentioned the White Sox, this is going to be their first taste of playoff action. It's still scarier. It's still more pressure, whether there's fans or no fans. Oh, a thousand percent. And there's, if you take your foot off the pedal for the last three games of the season, it's if you haven't put your foot back on the pedal before, it could be tougher to do, whereas the Yankees have a more veteran roster. We've all played in the playoffs. The other thing that I like is I like our bracket. We play Minnesota, which they'd probably be my first choice other than Toronto in the first round. And then after that, we play the winner of the White Sox and the Indians. Neither of them really scare me. So we don't have to see the Athletics no, or the no, Rays as of or right even now, the Astros. As of right now, we would play the winner of Rays-Toronto. You sure? Yeah, I'm looking at it on the MLB.com website. Oh, the White website. Sox must have fell out of the one seed. Yeah, they're the two seed. Ah, damn. Okay, I still had them as the one. How many back are they of the – well, now I'm way less optimistic. Okay. <laughs> um, Get the live reaction here. It's tough because not everyone's played, like, the same amount of games. But, yeah, yeah they're like a game and a half back. Ah, damn. And then so – we'll But the Twins, the, the Twins are only, like, a game and a half back of them. They, oh, wow. They're two up in the loss column. The Rays are one up in the loss column. So we could see the Rays. If it ended today, we'd see the Rays in the DS yeah. if we won. Yeah. Although they'd be compromised too because they can't they can't just throw Glass now and Snell every time. They're going to be in a in a tricky spot too. You got to hope their series goes three games. There's no travel day. It's going to make it. You know, it's going to make it interesting. And do you think that if you want to see a three game back? series, if you want to see a three game series, you get the baby Blue Jays in the trop. I think they can get you a three-game series. Uh, it would be like, interesting. Like That's they're, a they're Yeah, I mean, but they're a young team who are going to go out and, you know, I don't think they have enough to beat the Rays. It's possible, but I don't think they do. Um, and they don't have enough to really, like, make a run the way their roster is constructed. But they've got enough to steal a game one. And then it becomes like, oh, no, you know, that's the narrative. Can the Rays do it? And then the Rays could end it. But Imagine you're the Rays. You beat up on the Yankees all year. You went 8-2. and two. They pretty much dominated us. And their reward is just going to be playing at us at a neutral site. Yeah. They, don't even, they don't even get anything for their work. And that's good. Like, keep us out. We've said, oh, look, keep us out of the trap. I'll play the shit out of the Rays in San Diego. Absolutely. Totally different, totally different ballgame. And yet, I mean, you got to hope that Snell and Glasnow and Morton, if they all get used up, then we got a fighting chance. If they only go two games, it's, it's going to be tougher. But if, if they go three, we, we could beat them. But we're also a different team. You know, we've got Stanton back. Judge, you know, isn't playing great yet, but he's he's back and he'll have, you know, another week to ramp things up. And, you know, we're not looking... You know, we're going to look stupid if we're looking past the Twins, but, like, we're kind of looking past the Twins. 
Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't not look past the Twins. And honestly, on the same front, I can't take the Red Sox lightly. Like, everybody's dump, dunking on the Red Sox and teasing them. They are so, they've beaten us in so many big games the during World my lifetime. like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah and now they like, look like shit. They've won a lot of World Series since we have, though. So we don't have too much shit that we can talk. No, they're the opposite of the Twins for me. Like, the Red Sox could have nobody on the roster, and I'd still be weary going into a series. The Twins could have, you know, prime Babe Ruth and prime Ken Giffrey Jr., and I'd be like, that's eh, the Twins. Yeah, it's the Twins. And But, like, you know, the Red Sox, no matter who they put out there, we're going to play for five innings or five hours. Yes, and no matter what, especially Friday night was what? Was that over five? I think yeah. that went past midnight. Yeah, it was, like, just over five. Not ideal for a person of my age i was gonna say was it tough for you to stay up and get through that or how was your experience watching it helped that it was on the mlb network because it made it easier to finish watching in bed uh, okay like i would have gone like on my phone and then i probably would have fallen asleep but like listen on a friday i have a kid all right i got these dogs i got a job on friday i'm trying to get as high as I can and eat a ton of food. Okay, that's your strategy. That's and your just Friday like chill strategy. out. Yeah, or like do something. Like that's if I'm doing nothing. I've had you over a couple Fridays like, yo, let's have some drinks. Let's eat. But like I'm not built in any of those situations for a 12, you know, 30 finish. That's true. It was, I think. Oh, it was, was four hours and 55 minutes. Just missed it. Just under five. That was the game of the year for me. Oh, sure. great game. Great game. Because, you know, Monty looked, he looked rough. It didn't look good. And then you just start, like, piecing together guy, you know, you throw Sessa in there. But then, like, Adovino looked good. Yeah, you know, gives up a hit. But, like, we're starting to build some confidence. You see Britain. All right, we've got to go to green. Then, I don't know. I honestly, like, I feel a little uneasy with Chapman at times now. There's always that. That's always going to be there a little bit. He's always going to be walking a few people, putting people on base. Normally he gets it done, but it's never going to be that that automatic, quick. And you know what the thing is? He works slow. I think that adds to it. it yeah, it gives the anxiety time to build. And it's just because he's, you know, he, he had struggled recently. Yes. Um, no, he did. But, like, they didn't give up. It would have been very easy. If this was a game against... Almost any other team, I probably start doing something else. You know, like, you know, maybe I throw the game on my laptop, but, you know, I'm watching something with my wife or I'm doing something else. You know, I'm not as glued to it. When you're down in the, you know, seventh inning for nothing, you know, you're paying attention, but then all of a sudden they hook you back in with, like, with two runs. And you're just yeah, like, ah, oh, we got a shot. I was never worried throughout that game. They were putting together good at-bats. Boone was managing aggressively using all the premium relievers, and I was like, all it takes is a couple of walks and a hit, and that was the Gary Sanchez game. He had the two-out, two-RBI double. We got unlucky that it bounced over. Would have been a three-run double. Fuck that Fenway short fence. And then with one out in the ninth, I mean, come on, that was classic Gary over the monster. He hit so well, two outs in the ninth. He hit so well at Fenway Park. It's unbelievable. There is a bit of like just rising to the occasion, you know, at Fenway Park. If that is a game, same situation against the Orioles at home. No, like we probably lose that game. Yeah. (laughs) Striking out, maybe looking, but 
You know, and, and as you get to the playoffs, and we, you know, it's a thing that, you know, we pride ourselves or defend our guys on is, like, they can get it going in the playoffs. Not so much Gary last year, but if a water, you know, water finds its level, is this his, you know, June heat up? Is it? And, yeah, he's got, I think, 11 homers. The crazy thing is, as bad as he's looked, he's still on a 30, 35 homer pace over a normal season. And this is a guy that looks has looked totally lost at the plate, but he single-handedly won that game against the Mets with the Grand Slam and extra innings, and he saved them in this game. So those are two games you can point to that he almost won single-handedly. So the guy does Add get two to his hit. war. Yeah, right. That's, <laughs> That's analytics. That's analytics right there. He was worth two wins. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that was a good game because also, you know, you're trying to keep the streak going. You don't want to fall into a, a lull against a bad team. And they did that Friday. They did it again Saturday. And then Sunday, you know, it, it, it you know, they just did, they didn't show up. But you can't really complain after that kind of a streak where it's like, ah, oh, you're going to lose one because – like I talked about the waves earlier, like the lows are low, the highs are high. Uh, but what you need is in the playoffs, like you're not going to win every game in the playoffs. It's not like the NBA where the Lakers just go and, you know, lose one game in the whole playoffs. It's just not going to happen in baseball, especially not in this weird season. So now you just have to go, instead of losing a shit ton of games in a row, winning a shit ton of games in a row, you just got to find a way to win more than you're losing, you know? Win two for every one. Win three for every one. And then you win a World Series. Well, you win a championship this year. But, yeah. There's your formula. I also think with this team, you notice the highs and the lows more because it's a much more emotional group than Yankees teams past. It used to be Brian McCann and Mark Teixeira. They do a quick fist bump after a homer. These guys are taking handoffs from the third base coach. They got crazy high fives. They're doing belly bashes. And then when things are going bad, they kind of mope around a little bit. They look sad. They kick the dirt. So I just think you see you see it more with this group. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I guess, you know, it is kind of like a body language thing. They're a body language team. You could tell when things are going good or when they're going bad for everyone on that team except for DJ LeMahieu. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. You throw a baseball, he's going to hit it. Um, did did so, you see his quote about the batting title? Oh, uh, what did he say? What's that? They basically asked him about it, and he said, I view this as a distraction. Love it. It's like, I, I love this, man. Run for, run for office, DJ. Like, just, that's such a great political answer. It yeah. is. They have to resign him. There's no way. There's no way they don't, right? I mean, I think he's enjoying himself, too, which, like, you know, he doesn't smile, so it's hard to tell, but <laughs> I, I think he is. I hope he is. You know, he came here. He bet on himself. Like, let's get this guy some fucking money. He did bet on himself. And speaking of betting, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. 
You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed's pretty good. People need jobs. It's a, you know, there's a pandemic. Economy's not great. I used to work in recruiting. So, like, I did a lot of stuff with Indeed. They used to take me to lunch all the time. That seems like an awful job trying to convince people to, to take jobs. Was that tough being a recruiter? No, no, no. So I wasn't a recruiter. I did uh, like the digital strategy for companies on like how do you build your website so that it gets like the most people. How do you get? How do you shape your media so you get like the best right? Oh, that's fun. Fit. Yeah. So like Indeed was you know I'd spend a couple million dollars a year with Indeed. So when we had to have like a lunch meeting, I'd be like, let's do a nice steakhouse. That'll pay. I was gonna say that'll pay for a couple steaks. Yeah, that'll get you. Couple steaks, got me like a uh, couple like baseball games. Ooh, nice. The rep was a Met fan though, so it was like I was like, yeah, no, like you're playing. They're playing the Padres. No interest. Subway series. I'll be there. Let me know. Three days in a row. Yeah, just I'll be there with you. No problem. So, yeah, I guess back to baseball. <laughs> it's it's weird, man. It's weird that the seasons. It's weird that the season's ending, and it's kind of sad in a way. I'm excited for the playoffs, but I miss. I am going to miss. Just knowing that there's a game every day at 7 o'clock and kind of the rhythm of the regular season, it's always a little bit sad when it ends because you know you're one step closer to the off season. Do you get that? Yeah, except normally, I don't know, normally there's I, I just like a different feeling. Like it doesn't feel like the playoffs are in a week, and it's also because I haven't gone to any baseball games. I think that's a big part of it because as you get into the spring Especially as people who don't live in New York, it becomes like it's a thing for us. We got to get in the car. It's two hours. Am I staying? Am I drinking? What am I doing? I, someone's got to drive. There's a lot going on, and you're trying to like manage your relationships, family, and everything, so you don't look like a complete psychopath <laughs> for driving to New York all the time. Uh, so we. So it's just like different because it's not like the end of that. And I don't feel like – I don't feel the cold. Like normally I would have felt the chill of Yankee Stadium like at some point. Oh, man. Recently, you know? And, you, you know, I'm not thinking about bundling up. Like how many layers am I going to wear or, you know, anything like that. So it's definitely – it's a different feeling. Um, I think that there's a certain switch that just like wasn't flipped for me this season if I'm being honest. Like, I'm watching the games. I'm enjoying them. I'm not tweeting as much about them. Um, And I think, like, the going to games element has really, like, weighed on me. Like, that's why I do this, so I can go to games. Like, this this whole hobby of, like, doing this podcast and doing the web series and all that justifies being 35 years old and going to a shit ton of baseball games 
<laughs> two states away. Like, th- I do this for that. And yeah, I just it's haven't like, got uh, my reward. It supports a habit. Yeah, it makes it acceptable. Otherwise, like, if someone said to my wife, like, wait, your husband goes to, like, 20 Yankee games a year? Yeah, he's a big fan. Like, it's just kind of, like, weird where it's like, ah, I got, you know, babe, we got an event. Someone offered me tickets for Friday. I just got to get a hotel for the weekend by myself. Like, sorry. You, you, you just do? set off a switch. You just set off a switch for me. I hate the judgment that people that people give. For instance, let's say you work at a regular company. You know, Jenny from marketing wants to go to, I don't know, Mexico for the week. Ha- have fun, Jenny. Nick wants to use his vacation days to go to baseball games. Oh, well, he's just, just watching sports. Why can't you watch it at home? Which It's just baseball. Like, it, there is a judgment there, man. There, there is. is. I use, like, you know, I went to London. Oh, you're going to Europe? What for? Oh, the Yankees are playing. Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm over there, so I'm going to go to Italy for a week. But, like, you know, or I did a lot of, for my last job, I had to go to Chicago a fair amount. Like, probably, like, twice a year for, like, a Monday to, like, Wednesday. Like, everyone flies on Wednesday night or Thursday morning or something like that. So I would just be like, all right, well, we have this group rate at this hotel. It's a nice hotel. Can I just extend it? And I'd have my wife either come in with me early or late, and it's lined up before where, like, the Yankees were in Chicago. But then, like, you start explaining to people who work in that office like, oh, why are you, wait, didn't you guys all go home yesterday? And it's like, ah, well, like, I'm here because, like, the Yankees are going to be here. And they're like, ah. And your wife comes in, like, a day and a half. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm just going to go to, like, a Wrigley rooftop alone tonight. Like, people think you're a weirdo. And yeah, it's not you have right. to be more discreet about it. You can't say, I want to go out to eat to dinner with you guys at this time because the Yankees are playing. You say, eh, you just say, oh, how about I was thinking an earlier dinner or, or whatever the case may be. I found that if you're up front and try to be honest, that it's worse. <laughs> well, that's, I feel like most situations in life. <laughs> good. Don't, don't listen to this for moral or, or ethical advice. Yes. Yeah, you're not results based podcast. Yeah, this is. We're just trying to get there. I mean, I look at when the schedule comes out for the next year. One of the first things I do before I look at what date is opening day at home. And then where are we on the road? Where are we on the road on weekends? Like, where might I possibly go? You know, like I saw next year, the Yankees are here in Philly. Great. I will be at those games. Two weeks later, they're in Boston. Late, late, you know, June, Boston. I may be there. You know, I'm not going to Houston next year. Maybe Miami at the end of July. It's going to be muggy. It's going to be hot. But, like, I don't know. Maybe I could swing it. You know, maybe have a mojito. That'd be fun. I'm not going to Oakland. Actually, when they, like, next August there in Oakland, there's a chance that I just schedule, like, a business reason to be in San Francisco. For that week. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. Like, tell one of my clients, like, yeah, no, we should go out to headquarters and, like, and talk to some people. And I was just like, all right, cool. I'm taking Bart to, to Oakland. <laughs> We're going. And for you, it's about more road trips and events. For me, it's just like, don't ask me to do anything in October. Don't make, try to make plans with me for Saturday night in October, whether it's early October, the end of October, because I'm, I'm not doing it. And whatever idea you have to go out or go on a trip or go out to dinner is not more important than getting to 28. It's just not. I had a buddy who was getting married in March at the Bronx Zoo. And then COVID happened, so he had to push it, and he pushed it to October something. Uh, 
And that's when we thought, like, hey, this is just, you know, you happen to fall in the couple weeks that this is going to be crazy. Like, obviously, yeah, right. Yankee Stadium is going to be fucking packed. And I was just like, yo, if it comes down to it, like, I'll go to Yankee Stadium in a tuxedo for a 4 o'clock game, skip your ceremony, and be at the Bronx Zoo for a reception. All tuxed up. Like, I'll do it. Yeah, no, it's – yeah, people think we're weird. It happens. Well, most most of the time, if you're listening to this, you probably don't think we're weird. You, you, you still might, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, so we just we got to get we, we just got to get through like these last couple games, and like maybe some things play in our favor. Maybe there's some shuffling. I think we can't really worry too much about who we're playing yet because we need to be ready to play anyone, no matter who it is. And like you said, a lot of guys need to get reps. They do, and they need at-bats, but these last couple of games always give me anxiety, especially the last three. That last weekend when everything's kind of wrapped up, I'm like, please don't let anybody get hit by a random pitch. Please nobody slide into the base awkwardly. So I'm going to be at a wedding this weekend, and I'm almost glad that I won't be able to watch as much because it's not even fun for me to watch those last three games because I'm just thinking about potential injuries, if we're being honest. No, but let's talk for real about how are you going to watch the game this weekend because (laughs) I totally forgot this over the weekend. This is – I love it. Like, wherever Nick is, he will find the game. And you were at – was it Rosh Hashanah? Yeah, Jewish New Year. Rosh Hashanah dinner. You got a laptop to it. Yeah, so uh, Jamie's parents were hosting a Rosh Hashanah dinner, and it was a four o'clock. It was a four o'clock start. So I'm thinking, all right, a seven thirty game. Maybe we'll be out of there in time, and I'll just go home. And if we're still there, maybe I'll have to figure something out. So we get there, and then the Yankees are playing at seven thirty. The grandparents leave around six thirty. So I'd said to Jamie, I was like, you know, if you see an opening and you think it's appropriate, maybe you could ask your mom to to bring the laptop out. And then seven fifteen rolls around, and Jamie made the ask, and uh, yeah. Her mom brought out the laptop. I was able to watch it. And the funniest part was right after I did that, her dad was basically like, oh, this is acceptable. I'm going to bring my computer out and watch UFC. So we had two <laughs> laptops going, and I stayed there until the game ended, until like 1030. We were out on like one of those screened-in yeah. decks, and it got kind of cold. But you know, Was got it to watch just the, whole the game. four of you at this point? And uh, Jamie's sister and brother-in-law. Oh, so okay. Six so and everyone was like kind of drinking and cool. That it, it wasn't it wasn't an issue. But I was like, man, this was a this is really a relief. So didn't, as soon didn't as the your grandparents game. leave, just as soon exactly. as exactly that's the cue because that's when it becomes a little bit more acceptable, a little less formal. I did not have the balls to walk into that screen porch carrying my own TV. I'll, I'll admit that. So this was kind of the next that's next after thing. the wedding. After they yeah. can't get rid of you. You just do whatever you want. Or you get her pregnant, and then you got an anchor baby. And it's like, what are you going to do? You throw me out for this TV? I got this baby. Child I could just blessing. buy a TV and leave, it, and leave it there. Yeah, so I am – I mean, I haven't slept at my in-law's house in years because I live in Philly. Instead of, but like yeah. when we lived in New York, we had to. And so they built a new house in, like, 2015. Brand new house. They're in there for, like, a week, and then, like, we're there. And so is my brother-in-law and his wife. And the air conditioning craps out. Like, it, like, overworked itself. And it's hot. It's the summer. So I was just like, yo, I'm going to Walmart. I'm getting around to fans. Who needs a fan? And so, like, I like to sleep with a fan. So then for years, whenever I would go there, it's like, well, I know there's fans here. Like, I have, a, I have three honey wells in the basement. It gives you a level of comfort. Yeah. 
How, how are you going to watch the games this weekend? Because you're going to. Is that just a phone move? Yeah, so Friday Friday is going to be tough. Friday we have a 5.30 rehearsal dinner, and I'm in the wedding. And they oh. play at 7. So I've never even been in a wedding. I guess hopefully we're done rehearsing by 7.05, but I have unlimited data. I was just going to put my phone up at the table and yeah. do it that way. And then Saturday it's kind of going to be when we're, I don't know, before we're taking pictures. So whosoever room we're kind of pre-gaming in, just pretty much put it on there, and then I'll be home Sunday. But Friday's probably going to be the toughest one. Well, yeah, I mean, you do like a quick walkthrough, and it's probably very quick because of COVID. Like, is this in a church? No, it's. I just think it's at a country club. It's outside. Uh, it's outside of Baltimore. Oh yeah, so it just takes like that's just a couple minutes of like, hey, here's where you stand. You're gonna come in, then you're gonna come in. You're gonna stand here. This is gonna look good for pictures. So they're not reading their lines during that. No. No, they'll okay. have people do, like, uh, I love how you call it reading their lines. <laughs> they'll have, like, whoever's doing a reading will be there, and it'll be like, all right, now you'll walk up to here. And, like, you'll walk through all the motion. It's straight up like a walkthrough, no pads, no helmet. Oh, so this is 15, 15 yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, you're probably looking at, like, 20, 25, because, like, people are late, you know. People are dumb. <laughs> um, sure. And then, yeah, then you'll probably, yeah, you'll just be at, like, I don't wherever they're having the dinner. And you'll be able to pull it off. Yeah, I'll be able to, to pull that off. Throw a portable charger in Jamie's purse. Jamie won't be there. Damn. Yeah. So we're 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 kind of doing. She's got her own. Uh, she's in a different wedding for like a bridal party thing that she has going on. So so yeah, it'll just just be me and my phone. It looks oh, like. so who gives a shit? You can't even affect. Like as long as I can't no one's get in giving, trouble. Right. Right. She's yeah. As long as no one's giving your girl dirty looks or like really like fuck it. Who cares? I, I try to have a rule of thumb that the only women that are allowed to yell at me or, or tell me what to do are, are my mother and Jamie. Yeah. So at this wedding, nobody can really tell me what to do. Dude, being in a very committed relationship and going to a wedding alone <laughs> the wheels are off, man. It's a it's a wild time. It's a wild time because that's just like, like I don't know about you, but I think the last time I did that, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna smoke a pack of cigarettes. Like, of course I'm gonna smoke a pack of cigarettes. Just take advantage of all, all the vices. Yeah, it's it's two nights and it's with a couple of kids that are in my pledge class are still single and they're in the wedding party, so it, it should be pretty fun. But yeah, be able to really really do your own thing, and then you know, some random person comes up to me. And says, you know, put the game away. It's just no, no. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, I'm uh, doing this for work. I got a podcast. Yeah, dude. It's I love it. That's exactly how you have to play it. Um, and thank God. And real quick, with the first when I saw this wedding date, and I saw that it was the last weekend of the regular season, I was just like, thank you, Christ, that it's not that it's September 26th instead of October 4th. Yeah. <laughs> Although we do have that first weekend off of October. Ah, oh, right. Which yeah, I wasn't I wasn't ready for all that. So yeah, yeah it'll be this weekend, and then it's just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for us. Is that how it how yeah. it shakes out? Yeah, and then there's like travel. You know, get out to San Diego, get whatever you know, whatever they're going to do for testing or whatever out there, and then um, yeah, and then it's just like it's just go time. And That's a quick turn. They play Sunday at three, and then they they'll play Tuesday in San Diego. I, no, I no, those they, no, they'll play either at home or in Chicago or in Minnesota. Oh, okay, so they'll go to Minnesota Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. and then okay. then I think it's like the weekends off to get everyone where they have to be, get them checked in, get them in the bubble. Then I think it starts up again on the sixth. I got it somewhere here. Yeah, there's yeah. two days off between the wild card and the DS. 
it there's looks like. four four days off. They Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The games start Tuesday. There's four days off. Yeah, because that's a big. I guess that's a chance to re rest everybody and reline up so Cole can go game one. Yeah, they're trying to make it so that like for the division series, you're back to whoever you know, whoever you want for the most part, and you know you've got to get people because they're not equipped to do the like everyone just bring your luggage to the stadium and we'll figure out who's flying where. Yeah, like they need to get you know things align and get people into specific hotels and let them know all the rules and all that stuff. So yeah, I saw that and was like, oh wow, that's like a weekend in October off and that I'm not going to be depressed. I'm going to the beach for the weekend. Oh, oh where are you going? I'm going to oh, go yeah. to uh, Beach Haven. Not okay. this weekend coming up, like the the off weekend in the playoffs, yeah. So. Oh, wait, so I'm looking at this here. ALDS October 5th. Oh, the 5th. So it starts on Monday. Sorry, I was looking at the NLDS. So so that would make it Friday, Saturday. So we have three days off. Yeah. Okay, got it. Three days. I want to make sure I have this right. And I'm so used to the, you know, we always, it's always game one Friday, game two Saturday. And it's always kind of on that same same path where the ALCS always ends on a weekend too, last couple of years. So this is very weird. The whole thing is very weird. It is Weird to not be looking at, like, now I don't really care when you play, what time of day, what day it is. It's, this is all I got. Versus, especially last year when my wife was eight and a half months pregnant. And I was like, all right, so game one, you know, as the, the season's ending, you're like, which game are we going to get? All right, Friday's going to be a night game. Saturday's going to be a, a day game, you know. Da, da, da. What if there's rain? How do I like be a good husband and not? To, but like I have to be at all these games. Yeah, right. no, exactly. It's also the time of the year where you're doing your PTO, and I'm like, I probably need this day. Might have to come in late. Might have to you go in early and leave early this day, just because it's so wonky with the schedule. And and typing out that email and getting it over to HR is always always an adventure. Yeah, it's tough because you just kind of be like, listen. <laughs> it is what it is. No, you're, you're exactly right, but we're still going into it, and for me, it almost means more this year with all this. I feel like we've been through so much bullshit. We've been through so much adversity. We battled injuries, COVID, everything. Fuck it, man. This this means so much to me if we're able to get this done, and I think I think for the players, too, I'm not going to see any asterisks, I don't think. Yeah, no, I think you are. I don't, man. This is going to be so hard. It's going to be the, it's arguably the hardest year to win it. There's no off days. There's more teams making the playoffs. Like, if we can come out of this holding that trophy, you're, you're telling me you won't be a little bit extra emotional? No. No, 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 no. Uh, see, I disagree. we disagree on this. Not being able to go to the games. I'm telling you, it's got a different, like, feel. Oh, man. For me, it's like I know I'm going to be back there eventually. And this is just its own this – this year is its own thing. I think it was Cole that said there's only going to be one COVID champion ever. Yeah, which I'm all for. Like, let's win that. Let's win everything that's in front of us. I just – I don't know. I don't think it's going to, like, hit me harder because, yeah, there's just the element of, like, I haven't gone to any games in the Bronx. I haven't spent a shit ton of time in the Bronx. I haven't traveled somewhere to, like, go see them play. Like, I haven't gotten to, to do all the things that, like, I really love about – kind of the my experience as a Yankee fan. Um, like, going there, like, that's my happy place. And I, like, I'm still missing is. my happy place. Um, and I haven't heard anything else about the possibility of fans being at later rounds of the playoffs. 
Yeah, that kind of died down. That just seemed like a little hype article for some good good PR. I, I don't think that's actually going to happen at this point. Definitely not in California. Maybe the World Series in Texas. Maybe. I mean, we. I got the. Um, I get the odds like emailed to me. I don't even know how, but um, they are the Yankees are number two. You know, so oh, okay. like. In the AL or in the whole thing? In the whole thing. It's Dodgers, and then we're like six to one odds. I'm surprised the Rays aren't ahead of us. No, I think just – so this is actually from uh, Bet Online. So we are – oh, no, I got newer odds. No, this is last week's. So, yeah, this week we jumped the Rays. Last week we were third behind the Rays. That's awesome. Do you think part of that is due to the fact that – Everybody's pitching is going to get wonky, you, but your hitters, they hit every day. Stanton, Judge, whether it's back-to-back days, and we have the best lineup. Do you think that lineup becomes more important here than your staff with, the le- with less off days? I think depth of your rotation becomes like very important uh, because you're going to need to turn guys around quick and like at a certain point. like We could see a position player pitching in a playoff game. Like, you get a blowout, it's just like, you don't waste any arm. Like, don't waste your worst arm if you're down, like, you know, 10 runs in the eighth inning. Like Everybody's going to run know, out of arms, yeah. Yeah, there's not the, like, I get, you know, hey, you're in the playoffs, never give up. Like, crazier things have happened. But at the same time, you have to be realistic of, like, am I going to burn two more arms to get through this game? And especially if you're down in game one. If you're down 4-2 in the eighth, in the ALDS, and normally you'd pump in your high leverage relievers, try to keep it close, and come back. If we're down four two in the eighth in game one, I'm not using Chad Green to try and keep it close. I'm saving him for two or three when we need him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what where. Um, is yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see like how it all shakes up. Like there, there's no. The whole season's been crazy, and you never know what's going to happen with COVID and all this, but, like, this is now all crazy because the idea behind this bubble is we're not – there's going to be no COVID, anything to worry about. No one's going to lose a player for it. So now this is just going to be crazy baseball. And mental warfare because the players are just going to be sitting in their hotel when they're not playing, and there's actually going to be guards there where they're not allowed to leave. So it's like, who can handle this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean – that's why, like, teams like the White Sox and, the, like, the Padres are dangerous because they don't know what's going on. So they're just, like, they're out there to just have fun. They don't. They're just fucking around. And, and things we don't like about Aaron Boone are, are bullpen management, injury updates. One thing I like about Aaron Boone, his personality, I think, going to Southern California in this bubble will play very well in terms of keeping them calm, keeping them relaxed keeping the vibe up. I think he is perfect for this fucked up scenario. Just picturing him coming into the hotel lobby with a surfboard in the morning. Like, what's up? <laughs> you? Yeah. They let me out of the bubble to go shred some gnar. Just wanted to go, you know, kind of get out of that bubble and kind of get into a place where I could really kind of get locked in and get ramped up for this game. And you know, I feel really good about where the guys are at. He just turns into the guy from forgetting Sarah Marshall, <laughs> uh, the surf instructor. Yes. I moved out here. I stopped wearing a watch. Cell phone's got the time. He's perfect for it, man. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be um, 
It's going to be interesting. I mean, we're wrapping up the the season like as a whole, and you know, you mentioned DJ bat, you know, going for the batting title. He's up by ten points right now. I mean, I hope he gets it because he leads this team. You know, he is the guy who goes out there, sets the the tone, hits a lot of leadoff home runs, get you know, starts the game off with a lot of hits. Deliver, you know, in a time when there'll even be like a lull in the game. You know, you can go a couple innings not getting a guy on base or only mixing in a walk. He'll hit a home run out of nowhere. Um, so as he goes, so does the team. That's mostly why I'm cheering for him. I don't care that much about the individual awards, but. Okay, see, I care a lot about the individual awards. He gets. Not when you have to pay the screwed. guy right after the season. But I, I don't care about that. We get screwed. I've seen us get screwed on Rookie of the Year, MVP, Comeback Player of the Year, and this is an award that nobody can fuck us over on. No slapdick writer can can take away the batting title and give it to some Astro if DJ has a higher average. So I really want him to win this. It would also make him the first player ever to win the batting title in both the NL and the AL. Very important to me, and I want him to win MVP too. He deserves it. <laughs> Very important to me. So DJ knows what's very important. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mostly just care about how the team does, and like if he is getting hits, the team's winning. So like yeah, that, you're right. That's it for that's it for me. And then you know we're gonna see Cole coming up to you know this could be his last start. Like in theory, he could come back if he needed to like tune something up. But you probably you know you don't do that. Um, unless, like, you want to open her with him or whatever. Um, and Jay Happ's not going to hit his uh, his vesting option. Happ's not going to hit it. He, they line that up perfectly. He's going to be at nine. One thing to look for with Cole tonight. Right now, his ERA is three on the dot. So if he goes six innings, two runs, his ERA will end at three. Anything better than that, his ERA will start with a two. Anything worse than that, it'll be three point something. So big start for him. I want to, I want him to finish with an ERA starting with a two. This is all the stuff that I think about. Yeah, I mean, why would you even think about that? Who cares? Bragging rights, just bragging rights. I don't know if I'm ever <laughs> arguing with somebody. I could be like, he had a two nine last year. It sounds a lot better than a two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm You're always just... thinking when I, if I'm ever in a situation where I need to def- defend my guys, I need to have this ammo. Okay. Just ready to go. Ready for a Yankee fight. Yeah, always ready. And one guy we're not going to have for the playoffs is Domingo Herman. Uh, Boone said that. Yesterday, I think it was, basically, he hasn't played. Mentally, he can't get ramped up to a level two. Pitch in the postseason hasn't been around everybody. They're just going to shut him down. Do you agree with this? I kind of think we need the arms. So, I don't know which way I feel about it. So I thought that he should have been, this was all spurred because he posted a video of him working out in Tampa. And that's what I saw was he was working out in Tampa, but it was just at like a gym in Tampa. It wasn't at the Yankees facility. So when I see he's working out in Tampa, I'm like, all right, he's at like a fucking planet fitness. That doesn't excite me. Cause I thought that they should have, you know, whenever it is that the suspensions up, before that, you can start rehabbing. And that was the plan before COVID, was he'd be able to go and get a couple starts in the minors and be ready to go. I thought they should have been working him towards that somewhere, especially when we didn't make a move at the deadline, and it's like, we may just literally need arms. At the same time, 
the world is uh, in a topsy-turvy situation right now. And to bring a guy back when he's been out on a suspension for domestic abuse is going to be met at any point with uh, criticism. And I think you don't want to bring that to your doorstep in the playoffs. My counterpoint would be that by hanging on to him and not cutting him, they've already kind of accepted the the backlash that they're going to get and the consequences from that. They, if they really wanted to stand up to everything, they would have they would have cut him and let him go. But I mean, they have a Raldis Chapman. They still have him on the roster. Clearly, winning kind of trumps that for this organization. Which, regardless of how you feel, it's just it, that's what their actions have dictated. So, with this postseason of no off days. I'd want every arm I can get. If you're going to keep him around it and keep him a part of the organization, why wouldn't you use him when you kind of need him? I also think now you're talking about a guy who you haven't seen throw in over a year at the major league level. And now you're just going to throw him into into a playoff game? Who's our game five starter? I mean, unless Cole can do the three day rest thing, I'm just I don't know. With if, if we were talking about a regular postseason with multiple off days in each series, totally get it. But with the special circumstances, we don't have. And think about bullpen arms. We don't have Canley. We don't have Dellen anymore. Like there aren't that many arms that I that we have that I'm super confident in in postseason play. I just think they don't have the confidence in him to be where he needs to be. So at the same time, we also don't know what he's been doing. Like he posted this video of him running on a treadmill. Maybe the Yankees wanted more out of him. Like maybe there's more he could have done during this yeah, time. Yeah, we don't know the story. We don't know the story, I guess. He may I, not I thought have been- he was allowed to be at the complex and stuff if when and, and like working out and rehabbing. I believe he is allowed to. I don't know why he wasn't or why the team was. Got you know, it. All right. So there's this posted, more to this year. He's posted this year that he's retiring. Like, this isn't the guy that you're throwing into. Like, you want to throw a, a bit of a nutcase into your locker room? Get, get Dennis Rodman. Like, get the best <laughs> at his position to do it. You don't get a guy who had a good, you know, three quarters of a season. Nah, that's fair. I'm kind of just looking for any arm I can get, and I'm yeah. definitely worried about Look, if a couple of our starters only go three, four innings in a DS with no off days, they're, they're going to be in trouble, and you're going to run out of arms. Yeah, I, but I think that's what every team's running into. Yeah, and then look, then you go back to leaning on the bats, and hopefully we can just slug our, slug our way to the championship because nobody else really has our lineup. The, ideally, the Rays run out of arms. The A's run out of their bullpen arms. The White Sox ship themselves. Yeah, I think you also have to look at the kind of team that we've shown, like what we showed on Friday and we've shown uh, a bunch of other times this year. There's no seven-inning doubleheaders. Thank God. We're not going to run into a seven-inning game anywhere. So these are all going to be nine-inning Major League Baseball games, and that plays to our benefit. Even though you need the arms for those two innings, our bats are better in those innings. That's true. And, you know, two more chances – to, to feast for us, that, that's two more chances to feast on weak pitching, to feast on you know, weaker relievers. One thing I'm definitely worried about is playing at Petco Park. You see, the Yankees don't travel well. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to you know, Cone and Kay this week, but they're blaming the lights at, at Salem Field in Buffalo. They can't see the signs. They lost the ball in the, in the lights. This field isn't the same. Like, 
forget forget those excuses because you're going to have to go play on the West Coast. There's going to be no Yankee Stadium, and and our announcers are acting like they're playing on the Sandlot Field. This isn't suitable. This is a professional baseball field. This is a nice AAA field. I'm tired of hearing these bullshit excuses when they make errors and fuck up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think even with a 60-game uh, season, these guys just run out of things to talk about. Okay. Yeah, Paul O'Neill's like, it's different when they fly into an airport that they've never flew into before, and it can really throw you off. I'm like, dude, what? I mean, you're just you're coming up with shit to, like, fill the airtime. These guys can yeah. sit in his basement in Ohio. You know, they're <laughs> sure. not even, like, getting to see each other. Cone and, Cone and Michael K are sitting in fucking different booths in the Bronx, and it's like, oh, yeah, you guys didn't shake hands before. They're like, get out of here. It's funny when they taunt, when they taunt Paul O'Neill. They'll be like, it's a beautiful day at the ballpark. How is it in the dark? Gloomy basement. Dude, I mean, he's just living his dream. Like, let him him do his thing. I mean, although, you know, he's probably playing a shit ton of golf, uh, but you know he misses just, like, getting away from the family for, like, ah, you know, John Filippelli's got me over there. Goddamn flip got me going all the way to New York again. So if he's – so he's in Ohio right now. During the season, does he just get – he just has an apartment – in New York that he lives in without his family then? Because he does pretty much every home game. Like, so it's he, definitely ramped up over time. It used to be like he started to get more games over time as he's gotten better. Uh, one of the things over the years has been like he used to just talk about playing golf. It was all he did was talk about playing golf when he was on there. And like how he got, you know, if it's a 7 o'clock game or a 4 o'clock game on a Saturday, like how he got in a round earlier in the day. I thought for a while that he was just doing the announcing to get away from his family and play golf. Like he was just doing it for his greens fees. And then there would be times when he would mention like, ah, oh, yeah, like, you know, my wife and the girls came or, you know, whatever his family is. You know, oh, they're here too. It's costing me an arm and a leg. And I'm not getting to play any golf. Like <laughs> That's all he would talk about. So he's got to have a place. Yeah, I always I always figured that they all just live there. This was the first year that I realized that their primary residence is in Ohio. I figured he had just moved the family there when he was playing for us 20 years ago. Now he's always been because he's from Ohio. Like when Midwestern he Western kid when he got kid. to the Reds, it was like local boy makes good. And the irony there that it just didn't work out there, and he, you know he didn't jive, and. Worked out perfectly with us. Sometimes the hometown thing isn't meant to be. Luke Voigt for his Missouri hometown Cardinal. That didn't work out, and he fits in better with the Yankees. So a lot of times that doesn't end in a, in a fairy tale. I mean, then he, he won a World Series with them. Paulie did? I think he did. And since he? They won in the 90s? Yeah, 91. Early 90s? 91 he Reds? won a World Series. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. No, sorry. He won in 90. Yeah, 90 they won. Okay, had no idea. Yeah, so, you know, he he won a World Series local. You know, he's from Columbus, Ohio. And I just, I looked it up while we were talking. The Yankees in the American League, ninth inning, best OPS, uh, going to have hopefully the best batting average. Otherwise, this point will be moot. Yeah, best batting average. Like, they're a very good ninth inning team. So, you know, let's... They have the least amount of ninth inning at-bats by far. They have 95 at-bats in the ninth inning. And the next closest is 120. Oh, no, 112. Because they, they played so many doubleheaders. So many doubleheaders and not batting in the ninth inning a lot, like play, winning at home. 
Yeah, and they also, I don't know, obviously we can't look this up on the spot, but they have to see the most pitches of any team. Like, well, we have to have the lowest swing rate of any team out there, and ideally we can wear down the opposing staff there because they don't give away. The one thing, even when they're playing like shit, they don't give away at bats. Like, they'll be down, even last night they were down 9-2, to two and they're still drawing walks and fouling pitches off. So that's something that I think could help us out big time in terms of wearing the other team out. And this is where Hicks really proves his value. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like weird Hicks's player. value is not a the uh, home run off the foul pole. Like his value in the playoffs is seeing a lot of fucking pitches. He is such a polarizing player. Like the analytics nerds will defend him to the death, and then you got people like me that are like, "All right, he's hitting two hundred five. How good can this guy be?" Yeah. So, I think that's all we got. Yeah, big game, big game tonight. I want to wrap up. I want to wrap up second place in the East because they still need to beat the Blue Jays twice. The magic number for that is two. So let's let's get that out of the yeah. way, and then we can dream about Minnesota home field. I very much just want to get that done. Let's put this away. Sunday was cute. Monday was cute. Now let's go out there and like get back to being the team that we are. And I think like Stanton's out of the lineup today. I need to see more of, like, let's get everyone in. I need to just see, give me two, maybe three more times of at least starting the game with everyone in. Sub We've only had that once. Weekend. Yeah. Sub for them late this weekend, but go out there, give me five innings of that. Give, give spring training against the Marlins. 100%. Yeah. No. I'm with you. All right. Well, you can follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. The next time we uh, we talk to you, it'll be I, I guess you know it'll we'll be talking about the playoff game that just wow. ended. It'll be game one. Yeah. Man, and after that, already thinking about Halloween. You know, <laughs> the year has flown by. Well, hey, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna win that championship. I don't think it's World Series. Nick thinks it is. Hey, whatever. As long as we win it, I don't give a fuck what you call it. But uh, then we'll all wear our masks and we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.